And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, welcome in. Uh, always good having you back in. I hadn't talked to you in a minute. Uh, NASCAR's happened. Uh, there's been a lot of things flip around. Uh, there's no Redskins anymore. I mean, the last time I talked to you, there was a team named the Redskins. I know. The world just keeps spinning. It's gone. Yeah, well, changing. I, I'm not sure it's been the right direction. <laughs> but anyway, total digression there. But anyway, there was a there was a pretty good race at Kentucky over the weekend. Uh, Kara Lawson gets hired by by Duke as a ladies basketball coach. That that kind of went down. Former Lady Vol. Uh, but Cole Custer, Cole Custer, who if he doesn't make it in racing, he could be part of like Civil War reenactments. <laughs> I feel like he's he's built for it. Or maybe Revolutionary War reenactments, Spanish American. I don't Civil know. War. Either Civil way, War. yeah. Either way, I mean, he, he's versatile. Yes. With Cole and Custer, I mean, you do what you want to do. He he can write his own ticket. I think so. Anyway, Kentucky was, you know, Kentucky's an interesting track for me because it doesn't necessarily scream, "Oh, you need to watch that one." You know, it doesn't have the speed of a Daytona Talladega, or it doesn't have the mystique of a Charlotte. And it doesn't have the beat and bang and kind of grassroots of a uh, uh, of a Bristol, but you know, I'll say it kind of earned a little bit yesterday. One, did you see the trophy? No, on one of the I trophies. Didn't see the trophy. One of the trophies. I don't know if it is the trophy. It's kind of like Martinsville. <laughs> Look at that! Like just choked right up <laughs> on my own, whatever spit, whatever that is. But anyway, one of the trophies was a straight up like Wurlitzer. Uh, jukebox. Oh, that's cool. Like it was the coolest thing. You should Google it. But it had the lights going. It was the you know the half moon top and and you know you could see in where I'm assuming this model probably had CDs, not 45s. But you, you know it was it was sitting over there in Victory Lane the whole day, and they would kind of pan over to it, and I'm like, that's cool because there's a lot of really cool trophies out there. I mean, I think Bristol's pretty cool. I think, you know, there's, you know, of course, Martinsville, the clock is pretty cool. But I like I mean, the clock, yeah. But I'll be honest, Jukebox is pretty awesome. Yeah. Jukebox is pretty awesome. Jukebox is really awesome. But <laughs> how he got there is is the funny part of NASCAR. So this race was anything but conventional. Uh, you know, there, there was a lot of lead changes. Kevin Harvick had his front-running days, which seems to be weekly. Uh, that he's up front. I mean, he's he's having a really good year, really strong year for Stuart Haas. And, and then there was Ryan Blaney was up there for a little bit, and then even Brad Keselowski's doing a little stuff up front in probably one of the coolest-looking cars of the weekend, uh, the snap-on car. He he, His paint schemes are all over. There are some days that I think it looks amazing, and then there are other races where it's that money loin or whatever and i yeah, money lion i can't stand it but yesterday he, his was really good i i watched i was in and out of the or not yesterday sunday i was in and out of the race a whole bunch i watched some and then i'd be out and i watched the uh the last with the green white checkered man he he is terrible on restarts i don't know what it is yeah jimmy johnson can't wait to restart behind him yeah because <laughs> yeah he it He's looked like mad. he restarted like third or second and within like one lap was seventh. Yeah, and I'm like, what is he doing? Well, I'll tell you what he's not doing. He's not he's not flat Ryan Blaney go down hit the hit the ditch. Yeah, version. But that's true. But Cole Custer, let's let's back up. Cole Custer, like 
Did you ever had you ever heard of Cole Custer before? Not at all. So I knew he was in the truck series. I knew him as a pretty good driver in the truck series. But you know, sometimes I mean it's it's the old uh uh what was it? Who was the who was the really good ra- the truck driver? He was the older guy, kinda heavy set. Ted Musgrave? No. But that's a good one. I'll have to look it up. I'll look it up. But anyway, there's those drivers that make their they make their trek to NASCAR. They make to the to the top series, to the Monster Energy series, and it just doesn't pan out. Like they get up and it's like, eh. and then they settle back. He settled back into a uh, into the cup or to the truck series and like made his thing. And I just kind of saw Cole Custer as that, you know, because he had rode some in the Xfinity and, and been decent, right? But he hadn't just wowed somebody. I mean, he hadn't been a Noah Gragson, a Justin Allgaier, you know, the names that you can just continue to, you can think of, right? And so he's sitting there, and, and he's just rolling right along. And then Ryan Blaney kind of messes the apple cart up and hits that, di- well, whatever, divot in the, the, the bottom of the racetrack, comes up into Kevin Harvick. Well, everybody checks up because they don't know where Kevin Harvick's going to go. They thought he was going to spin, I'm assuming. Cole Custer just puts it to the floor and just drives around all of them. And it cracks me up because when he won, you know, everybody else, you know, they get out of the car, it's hot. They know they're not fans in the stands, and they're like, I want to think. And they look down at their their (laughs) fire suit, and they go, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And the great people at such and such motorsports. That's yeah. kind of the way they they send it off because there's no fans to get torqued up about what have you. Cole Custer gets out of that car one. He's a little heavy, which I can appreciate, uh, and he's breathing really hard. And you can tell, even though he's got a uh, he, he's running like a smoky gray kind of jumpsuit, he's sweating bad shape. I mean, he's been in there and it's hot and. Uh, He's breathing real hard, and they're they're asking him these questions, and he runs and jumps into his team's arms, and that's kind of cool because you know first race win that's that's a big deal, uh, and then he comes back and says not a single sponsor's name, doesn't say a single thing. He's just like, I just we didn't show up to win, we just we we won, and I mean he was just he was I don't know tor- what to do with my hands. I mean it was it was Rick and Bobby <laughs> all over again, but. Uh, Anyway, I like it. You know, I like when new people win and when people that aren't supposed to win, win. Because, you know, I would say going into that last restart, they're like, just don't get run over. You know, right. just just stick with it. Don't don't get run over. Don't get anybody in a wreck. Don't don't mess up any of the big boys. And what he did is he stuck it in the outside and said, you know what, there ain't nobody in front of me. And he just poured it to it. And, and it worked. It stuck. And then he hit his marks. I'm pretty sure that last lap was probably the longest last lap of oh, his career. Sure. But uh, I think it's good for NASCAR that somebody different won. I think it's – I mean, obviously it pull, pulled a little talking point in with us, which we've we've kind of picked up NASCAR as they've started back uh, to be a, a kind of a talking point. But but I like it. It's not – I mean, it's not your flashy name. We've talked about it before. There's no more Waltrips. There's no more Earnharts. There's, there's really – there's the legacy guys are limited. I mean, you talk about Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, and, and some of the Burton boys – I mean that's it, and 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 the thing is, beyond Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, you know, sometimes I think people would probably mistaken him for Morgan Wallen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Is it, he's not? He doesn't have that pitch yet. No. Where Chase Elliott, I mean, people know who he is, but 
But like I said, actually, it's the funny thing is, is I think Laura has mistaken Ryan Blaney for Morgan Wallen. <laughs> and so anyway, and Laura's pretty in, in tune with NASCAR, so that tells you where he's at. Yeah, I really don't recognize a lot of people outside of the the people that the the aging dinosaurs that are still in there. And I'm not gonna lie, it's it's not upset me one bit that Kyle Busch can't seem to get yeah. into the top five. You know, it's starting to bug me that Jimmy Johnson can't do well. Just because I think his final season, I'd least like him to he, to somewhat look he decent. He seems like he can run up there for most of the race, and then there towards the end, he always just disappears. You know why? No more Chad. I could see that. No more Chad. Chad yeah. was Chad Canals is, is the guy. I mean, he's he was the 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 missing link. I mean, he was he was the guy it's, who it, knew when to go two tires when nobody else did. Always pretty amazing when you see a driver gets hooked up with a crew chief and you know that they're like when jeff gordon was with ray everham mm. i mean that was just the dangerous combination mm -hmm. and then you always see that they're not together and you kind of wonder do you think someone like did, was it just one of those where you know what we got to redraw teams we we can't I, keep doing this there's a there's a there's a stigma out there that that when he got that seventh championship, like the the powers that be said NASCAR, this ain't happening. Yeah, you're not gonna pass Dale Earnhardt and and Richard Petty with a guy who who the the inside of a cereal box is more in, in interesting than he is. And and I I could believe it because I mean, it's it's not one of those things that is very transparent. It's arguable whether the sport took a bigger hit. Uh, you know, with COVID nineteen or, or Jimmy Johnson winning five championships, that's but, tough. because honestly, when he won five championships, I can name, I can name ten people off the top of my head that quit watching racing. Oh, I did. They said, one, they don't like Jimmy Johnson. You know what I'm saying? the The boom confetti commercial was the most interesting thing about all five of those years. <laughs> was Jimmy Johnson wins, boom confetti lows. But uh, yeah, I just. The the sport has to to re revitalize itself. I think I think Wednesday is going to be a big step in that direction with the All Star race. I think you know the are they going about it the right direction? I don't know. Bringing it to Bristol is kind of fun. I think that's really cool. But they're uh, they're doing weird things like uh, putting underlight kits on the car. You know, I'm not joking either. Like you're I, looking at me like I'm joking. I I'm I think that would be really cool. And no matter what they do, they could do whatever they wanted to. There's going to be the elephant in the room that they probably don't want to talk about. It's Wednesday. I know. Hey, what if they put those little, you know, the uh, the the oh, what do you call those things? The where you put the air in the tire valve stem. Oh, <whistles> valve stem. What if they put the little ones that had the lights on it? And it would that cool. would be really cool. It'd be you know awesome. How fast they would go. It would look well, and see, but you know what? Bristol probably is not the good one to do it at because their their brakes are going to turn orange whenever they go into the turns. Good deal. But it's still a Wednesday. You can make it white, and then it could be orange and white. In Bristol, Tennessee, boom, confetti. Yeah, done, done. Made a good choice. Made a good choice. But it is Wednesday. Wednesday may be the worst decision. Of the the whole yeah thing. I I love everything about what they're doing for this race except for the day that they're running it on. They should have worked it out where this could be a national holiday or something. That would have been all right. Yeah, I don't think they got that kind of pull anymore. No. <laughs> but uh, but but anyway anyway what what we says is what we says is uh, 
NASCAR's kind of doing its thing. What what'd you think about Ryan Blaney hitting the hitting the bump? You think he thought it was there? Oh, there's no way he no. thought it was there. You know, and that's that's one of the interesting parts about NASCAR and is you know, they you you have all these things about the cars that have to be within spec, within spec, within spec. This, 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 this. And then you get the tracks mm-hmm. and some of the tracks like have craters and are falling <laughs> apart know, right? or they have to add the the traction compound in the, in the the track itself and I'm like for all the for all the the things you make these cars go through, your tracks some of them are scary. Right. Ron Hornaday is who uh, I was thinking of. Okay. I didn't even have to Google it. Like I'm pretty proud of myself this early. That just came to me. I was like, he is Dude. a truck racing name. Yeah. Ron that I, I do remember him racing in the Cup, but not ever really doing much. He gained some weight right there, and, and somebody said one time that he needed an extended cab. Oh, oh, I know, right? Too soon. But anyway, uh, I, you know, I, you're exactly right. The tracks are trash sometimes. I mean, you remember, was it, where was it that like the whole, they actually had to postpone the race because the, the, there was like a turn and like this whole pothole come up and they put stuff down in it. They ran like 20 laps and it came out again. And I remember that. I can't remember. It might've been Indianapolis actually. Like it was, it was somewhere like, you're like not a good look. And but I think that's somewhat of the mystique of NASCAR is because you're going to run it on something that is not fit to run on. You know what I'm saying? You're putting precision on not precision. Like I walked out on Darlington one time. Now, what they've done with it since then, I don't know. This was probably seven, eight years ago. And I was like, I don't understand how they can run 10 laps on this thing because it was just that treacherous. It had cracks all over it. It had big old like the grooves that were cut in it by the sand and different things. I mean, I don't know. Like a a a street tire would have a hard time doing something with that, let alone a slick. So I'm like, wow, this is – I mean, it's a dynamic because, you know, the way you, you kind of play the curve or play the, the, the way the track comes to you or goes away, I mean, that's a part of NASCAR. Yeah, I, it's it's a part that I don't like. And it's because they're picking and choosing what they want to use. You know, it, it, okay, so the track isn't fit to run 200 mile an hour. So we're just going to roll with it. I mean, if we're going to roll with that, why don't we race in the rain? I mean, I'm for racing in the rain. I think we should. I think Indy does it. Yeah. And they don't even have a, they don't even have a top. Not at all. I, 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 and you can't tell me. The thing is, you'd have to put windshield wipers on there. I mean, they're going or fast just, enough. Just spray them with Rain-X. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. Just spray them with Rain-X. Every, every time you take a pill off away, you got to I think it'd be fine. Oh, yeah. No I, I think they need to. Or just take the windshield out. Ooh, there you, you have go. You have a, a mask. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's totally fine. But I, I think that's that, that's the aspects that they, they're picking and choosing. You know, oh, okay, let's just roll with a track that it looks like a crater. No big deal. You know, Ryan Blaney goes airborne. And, ooh, maybe that wasn't so good. It was it was epic, though. Like, I don't know what was more, more intriguing in that whole restart. One, that they were four wide going across the start yeah. finish. Or... The fact that Ryan Blaney went so low, like I thought something was wrong, and he was just getting down to get out of the way, honestly. And when he crossed that yellow line, and I saw boom, 
and that whole tail end went out. I went, ooh, this is going to hurt. And he just he squared it up, but he went right into Kevin Harvick and kind of got squirrely there for a minute. And that just opened the door for, for what was Kevin a Harvick pretty was just big. helping him out. Yeah. Hey, Stuart Haas won regardless, whether That's it was true. Kevin Harvick or, or Cole Custer. Don't for don't forget that point. But uh, you know, I think it's good for NASCAR. I kept watching the twenty one car. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't bring it up when we were talking about the topic, but it, it's uh it's what's what's his name? No. Uh, Matt DiBenedetto, which oh, by the yeah. way, he's like my favorite driver name right now because you can say it like three times, and you get all <laughs> tore up. And uh, but anyway, his car was yellow. It's the Menards car, and he was running the Quaker State logo, which was the race name, right? Yeah. And, and just happened he was up front during that last restart. Whatever, uh, it just happens that way, right? But. Uh, Yellow car, green around the bottom, 21. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, is that Cole Trickle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, it just looks so much like that city car, like as much as a new car is going to look like it. But yeah. I was just like, ode to the past, ode to the past. Yeah. I, that's that's Some of the paint schemes this year have been really, really good, and some have been really, really bad. And it's just you're getting to hit. I, I'm interested. Tomorrow night's the ones that I'm excited for. I'm hoping that they take a page out of what they used to do, and that we get some fantastic colors and schemes and stuff. If they're gonna put lights under the car, I'm, well, did, I'm really thinking that they're going to. Did you see what they're doing with the the side number though? Huh? They're scooting it back about a third onto the quarter panel so they can use the side of the car as an advertising location. What? You ain't seen that? No. We're going to have to show you at the break. Let's take a quick break. Listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to do NASCAR overtime because I need to know what he thinks about it after we look at it <laughs> and then talk about the starting lineup for, for the all-star race and how he thinks a million dollars will be decided there tomorrow night. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 AM and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Pets crave a taste of the wild. Go ahead and give them one. Taste of the Wild dog and cat foods were created to give pets a premium pet food option inspired by what your dog or cat was meant to eat. In every formula, the first ingredient is from real meat, fish, or fowl. And at Rule King, the pet food price guarantee makes sure you'll always pay less. A 28-pound bag of Taste of the Wild is $43.99, only at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. 
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. In response to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak and in what the Blunt Partnership sees is the best interest of its visitors, employees, and community, Taste of Blunt, slated for September 10th in Maryville, the Townsend Fall Festival scheduled for September 25th and 26th at the Townsend Visitor Center, and the Best of Blunt Awards, booked in October, are canceled. The events will not be rescheduled in 2020. These fall events are cherished productions that the community looks forward to annually, but the current environment is not conducive to holding large events where physical distancing is difficult. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at wkbl.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blount County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42sd.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007, or online at 42sd.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind 
on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, you have seen the new paint schemes with the the number pushed back in the corner. You've seen some underlight kit pictures. What do you think? The lights are kind of cool. I like those. I don't like the number being pushed back in lieu of a sponsor. Yeah, it just looks goofy. Yeah, I don't like that. Like, like it's almost like you remember those. Uh, I can't remember what the like if it was a Cadillac or it might have been like a big Lincoln that had like no trunk and the hood was like twenty miles long. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it makes it look like. Is the yeah, hood's really I, long? It to me, it makes me feel like the number's an afterthought, and I don't, I don't like that. Now, so from my understanding, there was a guy that said, you know, this has been done before. There was a Hoosier tire. Uh, race car at some time and Hoosier was kind of in that front portion and they pushed the number to the back and I'm like yeah but they only did it once for a reason yeah I, uh, I don't so, care for it if it was me I'd, I'd be like hey somebody come up here and sidewall my car real quick and yeah right cover this get stuff this cleaned up. up but let me show you uh, a picture of the uh, the the deal with the under light kit because during burnout like I think that's going to be the coolest thing if it makes it the whole, it does look really cool. Now, here's the problem, though. Is it going to be so bright out that you can't see it? Because well, Bristol has those, uh, you know, they've got them Bama lights that you can turn down. Hopefully, yeah, because Bristol, they're normally, they're pretty lit up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's like any sporting event. You have the opportunity to turn some things off. Hopefully they do. That, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be really cool. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I hope that, I'd hate to see something added that we would never notice. I'm just afraid it's Bristol, and even the car that wins is going to have some pretty big imperfections, yeah. and it's going to be like you're doing your burnout, and your lights are going, bam, 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 <laughs> you know, it's like it's like, oh, is he is he doing a burnout or is he turning left? We don't know, or both. I wonder how how much they're putting these lights in to where they will not affect anything. I'm just interested in how you you know because it's just something else to regulate, right? You know, does somebody go out there? Because I know they've been doing it ever since they've come up with lights. Well, we've got to find the lightest light you can find. Right. And we're going to buy them all. (laughs) I don't think they do that anymore. I bet you they issued these to the teams. Yeah, but, I mean, there still is the question of do they hardwire them into the battery or are they just a battery pack? I hope they're, yeah, some form of just external power. Like even maybe if it's to like a big, you know, like a 12 volt or something, because you would hate to be like, yep, got to hit pit road. My underlight kit shorted my car out. Yeah, right. <laughs> my ignition doesn't that work. That would cause be my, bad. Because my underlight went out, which it, it'd be somebody small though. I mean, it'd be, you know, start and park kind of guys. But I don't think you have those really in the all-star race though. Cole Custer. He's not a start and park. He's, he's a winner, son. As of, as of Sunday. Yeah. So yes. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. But you saw the starting lineup too. You know, random draw and starting lineup will be uh, race winners. Of course, Martin Trex Jr., Alex Bowman will be your front row. Ryan Blaney, Justin Haley will be row two. Row three will be Kevin Harvick, Matt Kenseth. Uh, row four will be Kurt Busch, Cole Custer. 
Row five will be Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch. Uh, row six will be Ryan Newman, Joey Logano. Row seven uh, will be Chase Elliott, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, row eight will be Denny Hamlin and Eric Jones. And then from there, the final four in the, the actual all-star race will be uh, the three open stages winners. Uh, again, winners of open stage one, two, and three. And then the final spot will be uh, fan vote winner. Uh, the open slots is Michael McDowell, Eric Amarola, Christopher Bell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Tyler Reddick, uh, Bubba Wallace, William Byron, Chris Busher, Clint Boyer, Matt DiBenedetto, Austin Dillon, Ryan Priest, J.J. Yaley, Garrett Smithley, Brennan Poole, Quinn Hoof, uh, Timmy Hill, Joey Gase, Daniel Suarez, John Hunter Nemechek, Ty Dillon, and Corey LaJoy. Um, I'm going to just be honest with you. I bet you I know who gets the fan vote. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. B-dubs. I think B-dubs. you're right. Bubba Wallace is going to get the fan vote. Like, it's going to happen. So, mark that off. He doesn't have to win a stage. Who do you think wins the three stages? I want to give one of those stages to Clint Boyer. I you got, like Boyer? I, I, I th- well, I think he's got experience. He's been doing it. I think he knows how to get around Bristol. And, uh, I mean, you look at a lot of these other names – and you kind of you kind of look at it like, well, I mean, who who else has had any kind of success whatsoever? I see a lot of young names. I I'd like to give maybe another one to William Byron, mm. and then maybe Austin Dillon. So I'm gonna go Eric Almarola because I swear he's led a lap every like every race this year. So I'm gonna go one to Eric Almarola. I think they can get him up there. I like Tyler Reddick. I like Tyler Reddick just because he's he's run that eight car. It's not it's not the prettiest number eight out there. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could draw a better number eight, <laughs> but it's an eight nonetheless. And then I'm going to go with William Byron. I think the Hendrick cars will get up there. He's the only non qualified already Hendrick car, so I think they'll push hard to get him in there in those stages. So I think I think your your final four spots will be in no particular order: Eric Amarola, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, and Bubba Wallace. I think that'll be the the twenty, and now, now that we've settled that, uh, who do you give the? Who's your? Uh, I'll give you two. You get to pick two drivers that could possibly win this thing. Who who do you got? Uh, of course, I'm gonna go. I really want to say Brad Kozlowski because he does run good. At <laughs> Not if Jimmy Johnson gets close to him. Yeah, it's <laughs> going down. I, I am still gonna say I'm gonna say Brad. I, I I think I think he's gonna roll out the Miller Light. I think he's gonna roll it out. The the blue deuce will be back. The blue deuce or the white deuce with the blue oh, well. deuce. Well, the blue yeah the two still blue on the white car. Yeah, but to me when you say blue deuce, it's the the, the blue old, car yeah. with the white two. Now it, I I'm I'm gonna go with him because I kind of have to, and then as my other one I, I gotta go Kevin Harvick. Oh I wow! Just can't not go, Kevin. Harvick. I can't believe at Bristol. I think three of the last five or four of the last five have been won by Bush brother. Yeah, and you didn't pick either one of them. No, I'm gonna go with Kyle Bush as my ringer. Like that's who I think will win this thing because he's just gonna be that pissed off. I he's gonna be that. that mad because he's he's yet to win, and he's like, you know what? If my it don't count, but for a million dollars, it counts to that's me. That's a good point. And so I'm gonna go with Kyle Bush as my ringer. And then I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Denny Hamlin. I don't want to go two Gibbs cars. That's that's bad. 
Yeah, he's got four cars, though. I mean, how do you not pick I know, one? Right? Hedge I your know, bets. Yeah, I'm going to just go homer then. Uh, Jason Ward says Kyle Busch will win it. Uh, he's way overdue. See? See, I said it before Ward said it, and Ward is like, he's like an exclamation point or punctuation <laughs> at the end of the sentence. If he agrees, I'm with it. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I feel like if I go Kyle Busch and then Chase Elliott, why not? I, I yeah. can't leave Chase out in the cold. I'm going to be geared for Chase Elliott on Wednesday. That's true. You want to hear about my cool shirt that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock on Wednesday? Sure. It's a, You know, his dad's name was Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Yeah. So I bought a shirt last year, and I haven't worn it since because you buy – Here's the thing with Bristol. If you buy a shirt at Bristol, if it's not from one of the merchandise trucks, don't wash it if you really want to wear it. Because it's going to shrink something weird. Because it's, <laughs> it's the cheapest shirt you can find, I'm sure. Because the, the tag is like, it's a white tag and it just says like uh, machine washable. It doesn't say anything else on there. It's no foreign languages of how to wash, nothing. So I'm pretty sure it's going to come out that Jackson can wear it when I wash it the first time, which is fine. He'll Gener- like it. Generational. He'll like it. But it says uh, it's got it's got the big nine car on it, and it's like this. I mean, it's it's like a turquoise color, just like your shirt. And uh, it says uh, it says the real deal from Dawsonville, Chase Elliott. And and see, I thought see that that's a better spin on what I was going to do with the whole you know awesome Bill and then Chase. I was going to have one that said Awesome Bill from Dawsonville, and on the back says Chase from the same place. Oh, that's and cool. And no, it never took off. I like that one better than the real deal. Yeah, but they ring the bell at the pool hall. You know, there's that, that whole thing. I like yours better. Yeah. Hey, I might do it. I mean, I can't sell it this year, but I got a whole nother year I can get yeah. ready. The real deal, and then Chase from the same place. And just place. make sure you print it on one of those shirts that – Shrinks for a kid after an adult wears it. I, well, the problem is it'll probably settle somewhere in the, in between, so Jackson can wear it for about <laughs> seven years. But anyway, I digress. But it's pretty, and then I'll have my Hooters racing uh, hat on top. So I mean, if anybody was wondering or, or is going to look for me on TV, that's where I'll be. He oh that what you showed me that's not he's not running the Hooters car is he? He's lame. running a Uni first lame car super lame. Like I don't know how you don't run Mountain Dew. Hooters, or even the little Caesars car. Yeah, no. Any of those awesome you cars. You have to run one of the awesome cars, because now I don't care. I just hope I just hope it's like a it's like a weird turquoisey green color. I just hope it glows in the dark. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the only thing we can hope for. But anyway, anyway, let's take a quick break, retool this thing a little bit. When we come back, we're going to talk Redskins. We're going to talk a little bit about the name change, the retirement of the Redskins name. Was that petty? I think so. We'll talk about it on the flip side of the break. Uh, As Dan Snyder has pushed, has been pushed, to get rid of the Redskins. We'll talk about what they could do, uh, the names that are floating, and what Jeffy Mack thinks about the whole deal. We'll talk it on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind. Come on back. You don't want to miss it. has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. 
Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at WKVL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to The Grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre. As Jeff, we took that break straight up to just transition to the next topic. And and I was like, I couldn't think of a really good way to do it. And you're like, duh, Joe Gibbs. <laughs> and I'm like, so brilliant. So Joe Gibbs has four cars in the NASCAR or in the NASCAR All-Star race. And he also has three Super Bowl rings with who, Jeff? I, their name escapes me right now. Well, it escapes. Is it gone? Well, it is. Yeah, but but his Super Bowls were for the Washington Redskins. Oh, that's but, what it was. But so Washington yesterday retires, and I'm using finger quotes here. Retires the mascot, the the nickname, the the what have you of the Redskins. Uh, they haven't announced what that's going to be yet. You know, yesterday morning I talked about it a little bit, hoping that there would be some leaks as to what it is. They said it's copyright pending kind of things going on. So that lends me to think it's the Warriors. It makes me think they're having to do something with uh, with Golden State. There's some level of, of agreement of sorts uh, between branding. Uh, but uh, nothing's came of as of yet. But uh, But what do you think about it? Jeff, I, I just I have my opinion and, and I see the the validity of the the derogatory statement, but they've also been this for like a hundred years. So uh, so it's 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 another dynamic that I'm sitting here going I get it, but but my thing is and, and I let me look at what I, I put in, in our in our set list, i.e. a text message every evening. Um here's my thing. If he would have come out in front of this thing and and you know a couple years ago, thank you, uh, done this. Uh, to me, one, the whole retirement, elimination, what have you, however you wanted to say, you're getting rid of the name. When they said retirement, I thought that was petty. I thought that was w- w- why are you getting rid of it? I-, I thought it was because it was 
you know, a negative connotation. Well, everything else that has a negative connotation right now is getting torn down. Destroyed. It's yeah. getting Smashed obliterated. on the ground. Yeah. Squishing people. Yeah. Stomp. Yeah. The whole deal. So you retired something. Just a nice way to say we ripped it off the walls. So here's here's my problem with it. And, I mean, it's fine if they want to change the name. I don't care. I don't root for them, so it doesn't matter to me. Right. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Chris Perry, it hurts I did feelings. Think, I did think it was a pretty cool-looking helmet, though. Uh, yeah. Did you, did you hear I mean, about the classic. family? Did you hear about the family? Yep. So the, the, the chief logo is actually after a picture of an yep. actual Indian chief. and Designed by another Native American. And they're, like, devastated. Yeah. Because well, that was somewhat of their, you know, that was their lineage. And you know. and here's, I think it was Blackfoot was who it was. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyways, so here's my problem with the whole thing. What, two years ago? One year ago? It, it, Snyder was staunchly against, we will never. He said put it in all caps. Yes. He will never change the name. Period. Okay? And so that isn't going to happen. Well, then... You have sponsors come out and say, we're going to drop you if you don't do something. Hmm. And now it's not in, in, it's not to make anybody feel good. It's not to, I really strongly believe we should change this name because I want everybody else to know that I don't agree with what it stands for. That's not the case. Mm-mm. The case is I'm going to lose dollars because you don't like this. Mm. It's so, I'm going to have to rename the stadium because yeah, FedEx. And is so, drop to it. me, what's the point? You're you're not doing it to show a movement change. You're not doing it to make everyone stand tall together. You're doing it because, man, I'm going to lose money. I had a moment yesterday, and, and tell me what you think about this. It's it's total. It's totally asinine. So, like, I'm I'm kind of serious, but kind of not. Uh, so it's kind of like NASCAR. Why do we even have names anymore? Yes. Let's just uh, you know you know it's it's like Chase Elliott any other any other week he's the Napa Chevrolet or he's the he's the Mountain Dew Chevrolet this week he's the Uni First Chevrolet yeah well why don't we just become uh, you know we're the FedEx football team or we're the we're the the Apple you know football team this, or we're the Chick Fil A football team you could that could be the Falcons the new Falcons yeah. logo. they're the they're the chicken sandwiches yeah but you can't get it on the day that they play well but they've got them in bags and coolers it's fine <laughs> it's fine so you made mention that what this opens the door for mm. and and i think that's the case because now sponsors can come out and say gosh you know what maybe Peter was right dolphins get rid of them you know what any animal get rid of it because we don't like it colts dolphins falcons broncos. seahawks broncos you know eagles who you know hey but the buccaneers and the raiders are safe are they? Maybe. I mean, what did the Buccaneers do? They're pirates. Yeah, but their boats right there on their on their campus. It's uh-huh. fine. It's fine. They become the Long John Silver's team. Oh, that'd be epic. Wouldn't it be cool? The Jack Sparrow. But I mean, they're really opening the door to let the money decide. You know what? What's this team going to be called? I don't know. Who's going to pay the highest dollar? And then you're in NASCAR. Oh, could you imagine a jersey that looks like a fire suit? That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to dedicate this sack to uh, to the the great people at Jimmy John's. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, you're you're. It's we're close. We're closer than we've ever been. Yeah, but I I just here's the thing. Do I do I agree that there's some level of of negative connotation to the Redskins? I do, 
But I, I sit here and I, I look across across the landscape, and the Braves came out yesterday and released an email saying we're not changing the name. Ever. That word's well, really I mean, strong, it, you, considering. Well, Dan Snyder said never, too. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that word, we're never changing the name. That's probably not necessary because no. it's all it's going to do is make you a liar later. Pretty much. Uh, because the Cleveland Indians are looking to change the name. And, and Now, um, with that... They had been for a little while. Well, they've been. They got rid of the. the yes. What? What's it? The the. Oh. Uh, what do they call that? I, yeah, I don't know. It's just the the. Was it Joe? Was it? I'm not sure what the actual name was, but it was like the Screaming Indian. Yeah. Like what? what they they name? got rid of. They retired him mm-hmm. in favor of the C. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the the same path that that Ole Miss has been going down for several yes. several years. You know, they went. And not that they've necessarily taken a great path. I mean, they went to the Rebel Bear for a long time, and mm-hmm. that just made no sense to me. I'm like, how did that make it to the cut? That that made it off the cutting room floor. It was like everybody on vacation <laughs> that day, and they're like, one person sitting in the corner going, oh, vote day, yes, and they yeah. rolled it out. And then now they're the Land Sharks. I just feel like there's no there's no stopping. He's doing. He, he's doing the 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 forehead shark thing. Yeah. What do you call that? Is that a I thing? No. It's idea. the land shark, but I mean, how do you like descriptive wise on radio? It's just really hard. Do you do a high five on your forehead and yeah, thumb to in between the eyes and then the wiggly fingers? That's yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> the wiggly fingers. <laughs> anyway, but you know, to me, I think you hit the nail on the head. My my exact comment was monetary. Uh, monetary change or real change, and I think it's monetary change. Well, you you made the comment that yes, there 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 is a degree of of maybe stereotype and negativity that comes with that name, but they made it very clear they're not changing it because of that. They're changing it on the heels of Amazon and Nike and I think there FedEx. was another FedEx, yeah, that are pulling out and saying if you don't do something, we ain't giving you no more monies. So, so did you hear? So, you've heard the options, right? There's like the Warriors, uh, there's the Renegades, so that they could keep the R. Uh, there's the the Red Tails, which is is relative to the Tuskegee Airmen, which is kind of cool. Uh, there's the Red Hawks because the funny thing is, is is Miami of Ohio uh, actually went from the Redskins to the Red Hawks. Okay, so they would it would be kind of funny, and I think one of the majority. Majority owners or one of the front office guys is a Miami of Ohio guy, so I'm pretty sure he's pushing, he's pushing that pre- pretty hard. But um, I think he, there was somebody that said, just go to the Braves and leave the logo. I'm like, I feel like that's out of the frying pan and into the fire. So what I would do, and this and this is, I don't know, maybe this is petty in return to being petty. I don't know. But I would throw these names on a board. I would become the potatoes. <sighs> Redskin potatoes. That's, well, that would it be cool. works. That does that, that does cool, but okay. So <laughs> here's here's what I would do. I would get these names out, and then I would very publicly say, "Okay, Amazon, FedEx, Nike. Which one am I allowed to use?" Oh, yeah. What if you did a fan vote? No, no. I mean, like in general, like you give them. 10 yeah, na- you could do that. You give them ten names and then go for it. Yeah. And then I, I, they might end up being the baby sharks, though. You never know. That would be awesome. (laughs) I would pay more attention to them then. And then they could just put a shark fin right on top of the on the the helmet. (laughs) No, I was thinking right on top of the red skin face. Oh, that's oh. (laughs) 
Well, it'd be cool. I'm not opposed to it. No. To be honest with you. Yeah, being a Broncos fan, yeah. I'm just like, as long as you don't mess with the horse, I'm I'm okay with it. But uh, but I think it does open the door, like the Chiefs. I don't see a negative connotation, but it is stereotyping to some point. Yeah. The the Indians of baseball, you know, they're they are trending that direction, but obviously are gonna have to accelerate that transition. Uh you know, the Braves in baseball and, and I keep coming back to them because, you know, you talk about that. They said we're gonna keep the Braves name, but we're gonna address the, the tomahawk chop. They've been trying to do that for years and it ain't going anywhere. I'm just saying, like Florida State better stop it too. Because I literally, I hesitate to do the chop just because they do it at Florida State. Mm. So I'm I mean, just too committed. But how would they? How would they police that? The well, second they a, see a chop, they kick someone out. Well, you already won't have a whole lot of fans there anyway, so it might be easier. I just right, right. Well, they did air the uh, inner squad game from a, a blimp last night. Did you really? see that? No. I, I was like, oh, I was so excited. I tuned it in, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I had a better view from my house. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it looked like a little ants going. Tick, tick, tick. Did the blimp take social distancing to a new level? Well, yeah. Like yeah. altitude? I was like, it says six feet, not 600 feet. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I digress. But but uh, we've got to kind of switch gears here and go to our countdown 53 days till it's football time. But nonetheless, I don't know what you call them right now because they don't really have a name because they retired it immediately. You go with soccer rules. Is it Washington Football Club? They're the Washington Red Team. Well, it's it's actually according to their it's what was it burgundy and oh, gold? They're the Washington Burgundy Gold team. Yeah, they could be the Ron Burgundies. Ooh, now that would be really cool. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have to go far. If they just tune Rich in every mahogany. Monday. Yeah, they could be <laughs> leather-bound books. <laughs> anyway, uh <laughs> I mean, there's just no, there's no limit to where we'll go here. They should let us make the change. We should. I mean, I feel, and, and the liability's lower. I mean, I feel like yeah. it's a good. <laughs> what do they know? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I, well, they could be the Baxters. That's what his little dog was. Oh, the Washington cool. Baxters. I mean, you just have to really enunciate when you say it. But anyway, <laughs> 53 days until it's football time in Tennessee. Player spotlight today, Glenn Steno, Streno, uh, center from 81 to 83. He's only a all-SEC selection to have worn 53 at Tennessee. An 83 selection, Streno is a Pittsburgh native and earned three letters with the Vols. He helped UT to the 1983 Citrus Bowl Championship in a 9-4 and record under late, the late coach Johnny Majors. Uh, Streno was drafted by the Detroit Lions in the 84 NFL Draft. Never to be seen again. But anyway, I'm just uh, I'm just not a Lions fan. No. It just kind of, you fall off, man. But uh, why I wore the number, Burt Ackerman, a center from 62 to 64, said, I wore 53 because that's what was assigned to me. We didn't get to choose our numbers back then. There were over 100 freshmen and 120-plus on the varsity. You didn't ask for anything special. You kept your head down and tried to survive your first year. If you weren't present... There were 10 more in line trying to get ahead of you, and that was just on the freshman team. It was dog-eat-dog, survival of the fittest. You won't hear that anymore. No, no. I mean, that's – But that's straight up crazy, ain't it? And that that was across the country. They talked about it, you know, all the guys that I've had in from Maryville College back in the great days. uh, That was how it came in. You came in there 100 freshmen. You had to cut, make the cut. And it's uh you know it's a long way back home to Florida, New Jersey, and and places like that. So uh, you got to come down here and come to work. 
Toby Champion, offensive lineman 97 to 2000, said, I wore the number 53 due to it being the smallest number that an offensive lineman could wear that was not taken. A 19-year-old was well over 300 pounds. I still considered myself a skill position player. Uh, Thanks to Coach Fulmer and Cutcliffe, they made my childhood dream come true of playing fullback for the Big Orange. I played the jumbo back in three games at UT, and those are some great memories for me. Uh, Brian Word, linebacker, 2002, said, I wore 53 because it was my high school number. Uh, in those days, I wanted to wear number 55 because I, I wanted, uh, I, I had to have an offensive and defensive number for playing both sides of the ball. Derek Brooks and the late junior say I were two of my favorite players, so that's why I liked 55. However, there was a teammate who was one year older who had it, so I knew that I would not get it until my senior year. That was Toby Champion. Um, the guy we just talked about. Therefore, I had to start wearing 53 uh, to much of my dislike, but it grew on me. I started having lots of success, so I decided to continue with it. When I got to Tennessee, a veteran teammate uh, had the number 53, so I I knew I was going to have to wait it out again. I finally got 53 my senior season, and it was a a wait well worth it. But if you look at all the guys who've worn 53, Boyd Clay, Leonard Simonetti, uh, Mike, wow, these are like names <laughs> abounding. Like these are great. Gene Bergen, uh, George Kalovich, Tom Priest, Charles Scholes, David Stottlemyre, J.W. Dittmore, Norbert Burt Ackerman. I thought I was getting a, a J. Ward text. Uh, Alex Mellis, Mitch Mutter, uh, Bruce Jackson, Ben Bass, Tom Johnson, Andy Troxler, Joe Mills, Greg Jones, Mark Rosenbaum, Glenn Streno, Otis Coffey, uh, Mark Jenkins, Kerry Bailey, Mark Graves, Jarek Smith, Toby Champion, Corey Anderson, Gerard Mayo played for, for some Super Bowl champion Patriot teams, Adam Myers-White, Morgan Cox, Jake Story, and J.R. Carr. Two of those last five, Jeff, world or Super Bowl champions. That's pretty awesome. I remember when Mayo went to the Patriots, and yeah. it made me sad. Yeah, I was like, man, I really wanted to like you. Uh, yeah. And then now I can't. But anyway, 53 currently has been being worn by Ethan Rink and Dawson Stevens. Rink is a linebacker, 6'3", 235, out of Athens, Alabama, by way of Athens High School. And Dawson Stevens, 6'1", 306, offensive lineman. He's a redshirt senior out of Kathleen, Georgia, by way of Stetson Community College Veterans High School. There you go. There's a mouthful. And I got it all out. I mean, I feel like that was that was probably a pretty clean clean break for me. If you look at at uh, if you look at the the Hall of Famers to wear fifty three, Harry Carson uh, says I like stressful situations, things that other people would get nervous and uptight about. I think that's one reason why I'm a defensive caption. I think that's supposed to be captain uh, because I keep things in perspective. I keep guys calm. Uh, he was elected to the Hall of Fame two thousand and six after thirteen. NFL seasons, mostly with the Giants. He said, Harry Donald Carson out of South Carolina State, 6'2", 237 pounds, was the Giants' fourth-round draft pick in 1976, became the Giants' starting middle linebacker halfway through his rookie season, was an all-rookie selection, led the Giants' defenders in tackles five different seasons. Uh, He was a ferocious run stopper, 14 career fumble recoveries, selected to nine Pro Bowls, seven straight, he was All-Pro 8 in 1981 and 84, second-team All-Pro five different times, 
all NF- NFC five times out of Florence, South Carolina. South Carolina State product, uh, Harry Carson, a big, big NFL Hall of Famer at the number 53. But, uh, but Jeff, it's it's funny you look up this list, and and tomorrow will be a big big uh, Steeler day with uh, with Mike Webster. But you look up, and every number now has has a Hall of Famer. Is that is that not crazy that we've come that far in the NFL? You know it it's not to me because you look at how long the sport's been going on, and you you look at how many great players. Because I mean they're they're grabbing players and putting them in the hall that happened before the merger. And I mean, you look at before the merger. I mean, there that went on forever and ever and ever. So I mean, it. I, I think you're going to have. Well, it, that, that's it, why some of these most recent rules where you can only be on the ballot so many times. That's yes. where those are coming. Yeah, baseball's had it for a long time. Yeah, it's you know, and that's probably smart that they do something like that because you're you're. I mean, you're you're just going to end up with everybody in eventually. Well, yeah, everybody. You think we got a shot? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe Probably not. not. We got to put a number to it. That's what it is. Maybe we got to wear like, a number, like a Madden. And even then, I'm not that good. So <laughs> I was gonna say if it if they'll give you, get you in on easy mode, I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty good. But anyway, the year 1953 saw several uh, champions out there. NF, NFL champion, the Detroit Lions beat the Cleveland Browns 17 to 16. That's karma. I talk trash about the Lions, then I have to call them champions in 1953. <laughs> but they beat the Cleveland Browns 17 to 16. If you look at the uh, the the rest of the the World Baseball World Series, saw the Yankees defeat the Brooklyn Dodgers four games to two. The Boston Braves of the National League moved to Milwaukee, becoming the first MLB franchise to relocate in more than 50 years. That's hmm. kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. When you look at basketball, the NCAA Basketball Championship was the Hoosiers over the Jayhawks. Indiana beat Kansas 69-68. to It was a year of close victories, looks like. The NBA Finals saw the Minneapolis Lakers beat the New York Knicks four games to one. You talk about travel. In 1953, to go from Minneapolis to New York, I'm, did it take like three months to play the series? You, well, I mean, it wasn't geez. like the Oregon Trail or anything, but I mean, I feel like they had to go forever uh, to go from from the Lakers uh, to the Knicks. Uh, if you look at boxing, uh, that's not something we normally talk about, but I like the name. So, in September twenty fourth, nineteen fifty three, in New York City, Rocky Marciano retains his world heavyweight title with a TKO over Roland Lestarza in the eleventh round. That's uh, you, Rocky Marciano. That's kind of a thing. That's raging bull. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, he he's definitely a good fighter. Well, that's what they say. I didn't see it. But Canadian football, the Grey Cup, Hamilton Tiger Cats win twelve to six over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I just those are names that that just those are fine. Like I think that's what Washington should do. They should go up there and become like the. You know, Sorry. the the house cats or the the Garfields or something. I mean, you can, <laughs> they can do whatever they want to do. I don't know. I still like the. Uh, what if, what if they you know because they're right on the Potomac. What if they were the Potomac Panthers? Ooh, I don't know. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's creative. It's a mouthful. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. But but Jeff, 53 days till it's football time in Tennessee, and, and again. Uh, I think that that very mark is under question as as we go through uh, these these last few days. But you know what? You got to play the cards you're dealt. And right now, nobody's told me we're not playing, so that's why we're counting. Fifty three days till it's football time in Tennessee. Man, have a good day. It's uh, it's always fun talking.
See you, brother. Absolutely. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care. Be safe. And yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.